Welcome to the Adamantium Podcast, episode number 93. Welcome back, Adamantimaniacs. I am your host, Adam R. Harrison. Thank you for tuning in today. I hope that everybody's social distancing and quarantining is going as well as it can. But we're not here to talk about COVID-19 on this podcast because there are X amount of other media that you can get all that information on. And to be honest, I'm definitely no expert. We're here to talk about music and art and cool people and just the things that we're passionate about and drive us in life and the things that we really need to cling to at this difficult time in life. So today's said cool person is Joshua Moore, who is the guitarist and a songwriter for the metalcore band We Came As Romans. This kind of rounds out our last couple weeks of heavy metal episodes. And I met with Josh on his tour bus just before their show at the Opera House here in Toronto, back when uh, concerts were still a thing. And this interview really shows how much life has changed within a matter of weeks because uh, this interview was only recorded a couple weeks ago. And I asked Josh how the virus had kind of affected touring life so far. And at that point, they were only at a precautionary uh, measure. And now, of course, like every other tour, their tour is has been canceled. But we got the interview in there, and it was kind of an interesting time in the band's history because they are releasing some new music, but also they were actually touring for the 10-year anniversary of their debut album, To Plant Seeds. So we talk about music both new and old, as well as their late singer Kyle Pavone, who tragically died in 2018, and how that's affected their new music. We also chat about one of Josh's favorite pastimes that he's very passionate about. So for those listeners that are new to We Came As Romans or aren't so familiar with their music, uh, I always do this segment called the Adamantium Recommend segment. And that's where I recommend five songs by the artist and invite you to check them out either before or after the interview. And with We Came As Romans, it's kind of interesting because they have a selection of songs that are more metalcore and others that are more alternative. And my my taste being more towards the alternative side, the recommendations are probably more going to come from there. But first of all, I'm going to start with their brand new song from the first note. Definitely check that out. Then I'm going to recommend the song The World We Used To Know. Then my third recommendation is going to be the song Lost in the Moment. The fourth is a song called Wasted Age. And then my last recommendation is a surprisingly awesome cover of Glad You Came, which was originally by British boy band The Wanted. For reals, check it out. If you are a hardcore We Came As Romans fan and are tuning into the Adamantium podcast for the first time today, for one, you probably turned your nose up at my recommendation, and that's okay. I apologize for that. And I thank you so much for choosing to listen to our podcast of all the many podcasts out there. And I do hope that you choose to tune in again someday or go through our catalog. And of course, you can do so by hitting that subscribe button on whichever podcast network you choose to get your podcasts. You can also follow The Adamantium on social media. We're on Facebook at The Adamantium Podcast, on Instagram at The Adamantium, and on Twitter at Adam R. Harrison. So before we get into today's episode, one quick disclaimer that this is the last episode for now that we have pre-recorded in person. Obviously, for the next little while, we can't do in-person interviews due to the coronavirus pandemic and the mandatory necessary social distancing. But fear not, your boy here has a plan. 
The Adamantium podcast will live on, taking a slightly different form temporarily or until this quarantining lasts and will have no effect on the listeners anyways. So stay tuned for more details next episode. But at this moment, please enjoy episode number 93 of the Adamantium podcast featuring Joshua Moore of We Came As Romans. Be safe, stay at home, keep your chin up because we're going to get through this and try and have a good week. And we'll see you soon. So we're here with Josh from We Came as Romans. Thanks, man, for taking some time. Yeah, of course. To, to chat on this uh, actually pretty nice day. Pretty yeah, nice day for, for March. I'm not complaining. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. And um, tell me a little bit. It's like it's a really weird time right now to almost be touring with. You know, like today it just got announced that Pearl Jam's uh, tour got postponed. Mm-hmm. They're supposed to be playing in Toronto next week. So, what is the vibe like right now, touring in the middle of coronavirus? Has it has it affected you guys at all? Uh, no, it's been pretty okay. I mean, we're all just doing the, you know, the standard wash your hands a lot. Yeah, and, yeah. You know, be smart about mm-hmm. what you're doing. I mean, on any tour, regardless of if there's, you know, an outbreak of a massive virus or not, um, you know, it's... It's a challenge to, to stay healthy, like, especially, you know, we're doing meet and greets every day, meeting between 40 and 60 fans. Shaking hands. And yeah. That. And not to mention, you know, you live on live on the bus with, you know, nine other people and right. all that. But, you know, we've toured for a long time, so we've got the, uh, the staying healthy thing right. down pretty okay, you know? Have you been told at all not to shake hands or anything like that? Um... Not really, just, I don't want to say, like, as a rule of thumb, but, like, generally meet and greets, like, at least me personally, like, I try to do more, like, fist Fist bump bump. instead of shake hands, just because, and uh, actually a fan two days ago at our meet and greet uh, was like, yeah, I'll give you guys all fist bumps because, you know, I know you don't want to shake hands, and I was like, wow, that's actually really thoughtful. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I know, like, all the all the athletes now have been told, like, elbow bumps and everything. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah, yeah, it's kind of a weird time. But uh, it's kind of cool you guys are on a tour right now for uh, the 10th anniversary of your debut album. Yeah. Uh, to plant a seed. Um, is it kind of, uh, like, is it a little bit surreal going back to all that material? Is it kind of strange? Like, your sound's adapted a little bit over the over the years, so is it kind of interesting going back to some of those songs oh yeah and like honestly half the time i'm up on that stage and i was like what why why did i write like this song is terrible like <laughs> you know i i was writing some of those songs when i was like 17 right you're a different point in your life yeah also like a terrible songwriter <laughs> at least to the standard i hold myself to today and it's like we're playing these, and I'm like, wow, I really just took nine different riffs at different tempos, threw them together, and called it a song. And right, that's okay. what it was. But it, it's fun. I think the the best part is, like, the, the nostalgic part of it, like remembering right. making those songs and, you know, seeing our fans now, uh, like, get back into it. It's funny, like, almost every single meet and greet, like, we're signing, like, baby clothes. Like, oh, you know, right, like, yeah. our like our fans like grew up with us so it's not um you know it's not a bunch of kids anymore like yeah. we're just actually just adults and yeah. you know 
at a show and it's it's fun it it was definitely really weird uh we practiced for about a week uh before the tour started every single day and it was definitely yeah. weird getting back into it was there any songs you had to like work really hard to relearn or um not necessarily there's there's one song track nine onto planet seed uh searching seeking that we have never played live really the first okay. show of this tour was the first time we That's ever amazing. played it live yeah. uh thankfully the song is super easy yeah. but the main challenge for us is that um you know obviously i think anyone that's listening to this will know you know that we lost kyle mm-hmm. um yeah about a year and a half ago and it's like you know back then when we were writing music we wrote the vocal parts for we only had two vocalists and we still right. wrote vocal parts for like four vocalists you know mm-hmm. there's tons of stuff going on and so now these songs are almost new to us because Andy and I are doing vocals in every song Andy does a lot of screaming I do a lot of singing and then Dave is also doing a lot more singing um, as well to cover all of the parts so yeah. it was it been tricky kind of trying to read almost it was or? almost like it wasn't exactly like learning new songs, but it was just learning them differently. Sure, than for Dave, a lot of it is like. Yeah, it yeah. was. It was pretty crazy. So, um, so far, we've been told that we're doing a great job. Yeah. <laughs> so I think that uh, we're we're doing all right. Okay. Um, you've stated that this is the last time. This tour is the last time that any of these songs from To Plant a Seed will be played live. Yeah. What made you decide to retire them at this point? You kind of answered it already because. Well, in a way. Yeah, but it's like also, um, you know, we're putting out our sixth record this mm-hmm. year. Uh, you know, say we get a support tour, we're playing 30 minutes a night, we're going to play seven or eight songs. Right. You have six albums to choose from, mm-hmm. and you want to play seven or eight songs. It's like you can't even play the singles off every record. Right. And if you have new music, you can't even show new music. Mm-hmm. And so rather than just kind of have it get lost along the way and slowly phased out we're like okay well let's do a tour let's celebrate the record yeah obviously we're we're incredibly thankful for the success that it's brought us so let's do a tour dedicated to that record so everyone can can celebrate it with us and more so uh you know remember it and like send it off in a good way rather than like slowly phase it out and you know what about like on the 25th anniversary you know yeah (laughs) i mean it's it's not to say you know if things get real crazy and you know we're still abandoned i don't know 10 years 15 years like sure maybe we'll do you know we'll do a tour and we'll play some old stuff right right but for for the time all of the foreseeable future um you know this will be the last time and from this point moving forward i think we i don't know really kind of turned a page for our band when we started doing cold like war um and then when we put out the two latest singles um and i think we'd all just rather focus on that moving forward as a band do you feel like this is a kind of like a new chapter yeah closing of a chapter in the band's story you know the way that we were making songs back then was completely different the Mm -hmm. songs themselves um sounded different and everything and so rather than kind of stay and just marinate in that it's like okay let's get out of there and let's keep going the direction that we were going um let's continue to attempt to grow as a band you know because even after all this time i've been in the band for 15 years now and Mm -hmm. even after that it's like we still have to grow and evolve and if we don't then we're just done you know right no one's gonna want to keep listening to us Mm -hmm. it's not like 
you know, we're going to go on a, to Planet Seed 11 year anniversary tour. Right, and right. It's, you know, so. Do you feel that with making new music that you kind of have to kind of keep reinventing yourself or is it more so figuring out what the fans liked in the the first place or I think it's figuring it, out what, what we like okay it's because it's really obvious if we're up there playing songs we don't like playing like that's going to be a very obvious tell to our fans and how are they supposed to like mm-hmm. engage emotionally with us if we're right. not even engaged by ourselves so. what about is there ever a situation of part of the band really likes playing one Oh, one yeah. era and another. No, maybe not necessarily eras, but like a song, but, particular song. Yeah, definitely, definitely songs. Like for example, uh, there's a song called "Encoder" off "Cold Like War," and it was the first song that we ever wrote in drop F, super low. I played on a seven string. Mm-hmm. Personally, I I hate it. <laughs> I don't like playing it. Like I think the song is a song is really cool, but for me it's like super boring. Okay, like, right. Uh, like I I could fall asleep during it. Right. Luckily the song's like two and a half minutes long. So, yeah, you know, that's why I always wonder like the guitarists. But like from... Lou and Andy love it. Right. And they're like, oh, this is so sick. Like, right. Okay. My head. Their parts. Yeah. yeah. And like the way that I find enjoyment playing that song is by watching the crowd reaction because right. generally, you know, there's a huge pit. There's Maybe a wall it's of a, death. Right. Or it, it's gets wild. So like that's how I'm able to find enjoyment in a Sounds song. Like a that break. I don't necessarily enjoy playing, you know, physically. Right. And, you know, everyone has those. You know, you come out with a record with ten songs, like, the chances of all five members loving the same song equally right, is... I know, I always wonder if, like, the guitarist from Deep Purple is so sick of playing the riff from Smoke on the Water, like, just, <laughs> like, four chords over again, but... <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Totally. Yeah, and I that's... mean, made the guy's life, but... <laughs> yeah. Exactly. That, that I mean, there's kind of a little bit of that with Toplana Seed. Like, the actual song Toplana Seed, I added it up one time, and I was mm-hmm. like, I spent, like, a day's worth of time physically playing this song on guitar. Real right, because yeah. Because it's been in every single set since it came out. Right. So, you know, you count how many shows I've played, times yeah. that by three and a half minutes, all, you know, all that. I'm, sorry, I'm surprised it's not more than a day, to be honest. And so it's, you know, I'm like, man, this song sucks to play. Like, it's <laughs> not, like, if, if someone's like, oh, yeah, sit down and go play through that song on guitar, I'd be like, no, absolutely not. Yeah. Like, I would rather, you know, cut off my own foot. Uh, but we play it live, and, you know, our fans love it, and everyone is singing, and it's an amazing experience because yeah. it's so much different than just physically playing through right. the song. What's your favorite song to play at the moment? At the moment, um, I like. So I guess I guess I'll pick two because since we're playing to plan a seed in its entirety, you know, I kind of want to pick mm-hmm. a song off that. Um, I really like playing Roads because okay. uh, that song is like almost brand new to me because I'm I sing a ton. I'm singing in every chorus of that song at the end of the song. And so it's fun now because mm-hmm. I'm doing something different. I'm not right. just playing the song, and uh, and that's just it, that makes that song the most fun performance-wise, just on a like personal level. Gotcha. Um, yeah. Fan interaction aside, um, out of anything not to plant a seed, uh, I think from the first note, one of the newer songs that we released is my favorite. Um, just on a music level, uh, I love that song. It's probably one of my top three favorite songs I've ever even written. Oh, wow. Okay. And playing it live. Um, the song, lyrically, I wrote it just celebrating Kyle's life and his right. time with us. 
and our fans really connect with that. Sorry, which one was that? Um, it's called From the First From Note. the First Note, yeah, yep. the new one, the new single, yep. yeah. And uh, and the fans would really connect with that, and it's it's nice, um, you know, to, to kind of celebrate that with people that love our band. Yeah. So. I was actually, you kind of beat me to it, I was going to say both the new singles, um, From the First Note and um, Carry the Weight, mm-hmm. both seem kind of like a shout-out to Kyle. Yeah, and yeah, they are. Yeah. It's just a little bit different take one is depressing as hell and the other is right. kind of a celebration and uh it's kind of like a lot of the the newer songs that i've been writing is you know it takes uh there's a lot of different takes on just the past year and a half of our lives mm-hmm. um it's a lot of weird emotions and, of course, and yeah. unknowns going through a grieving process and mm-hmm. So it's funny when before we started writing the record, I was sitting down with Andy. And he's like, you know, what do you want to write about? And I was like, you know, I figure we'll do a few songs about Kyle, but like, I don't want to be the band that just continues to write about, you know, their best friend they lost, right? Bore our fans or you know do any of that stuff. Like, of course, I want to give him his respect and stuff, but like, I don't even know if I could emotionally handle writing ten songs about right. It. And then I basically did anyways. Like, right. You know. do, you, do you think, even aside, maybe even just subject matter, do you think his influence or memory will be kind of stamped on this upcoming album? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I didn't realize uh, there were so many ways to, to write about it right. um, from a creative standpoint. And that's... Um, it's been shitty. It's been hard. Sorry, I don't know if I can swear on this. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Okay. <laughs> Say whatever you want. Yeah, no, it's been shitty. It's been really hard emotionally to, to do, but it's, uh, I don't know, there's like a, it, it gives me a little more sense of, of closure on it. Right. And I don't think that there'll ever be like a full closure. Like, I'm never going to be okay no, with it, no. you know, but it, it makes me... I don't know, feel like I'm at least doing my best to mm-hmm. move forward and right. live and just not, you know, waste away laying in bed, you know? Yeah. And uh, for the new record, like, do you feel, that, how do you think that, comparing to, say, because you guys did, you're, you're, you guys adapted your sound a little bit over the yeah. 10 years. How do you feel this album's going to kind of fit into how your sounds kind of progressed over the last 10 years? I would look at kind of what we did with Carry the Weight from the first note, where Carry the Weight's a really heavy song. Right. Lots of breakdowns, all that from the first note. It's a really melodic song. Um, and there's... So far, it's kind of just like that. We have some, some really heavy songs. Um ended up getting a seven string and just ripping around on that what do you what do you what do you like to play on or what do you what what do you like to write on uh now it's getting more normal for me to write on a seven string okay when i first started doing it i was like i don't know what the hell i'm doing i was like this thing has too many strings i can't do this do you use generally i don't i don't know if you're a sponsor but do you generally use one Oh yeah, guitar, yeah. Or? I'm endorsed by Ibanez. Ibanez. I've been yeah. with them since the Tracing Back Roots tour. Okay. And uh, yeah, I hit up my dude at Ibanez. I was like, "Yo, do you think I could get a seven string to like experiment on and write?" And he's like, "Yeah, it'll be there in four days." Yeah. It's like, all right. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> like, it, it was awesome, and uh, yeah. So that's that's really cool, and 
actually I think I think out of the new songs that I've written like 70% of them are on a 7 string okay so it's definitely uh, I, just tuning wise like a lower sound for us but I think that I found a way with uh, with Nick Sampson he's uh, he engineered our last record and he lives in Michigan so I do all my writing with right. him okay. I just go to his studio and we just rip around on it and uh He's, he's awesome. I love Nick a lot. And uh, we found a way to make such a low tuning really melodic, at okay. least for us. Because obviously to plant a seed like that's what made that record huge, is that we had these breakdowns, but we also had incredibly melodic parts. Right. And so finding a way to do that with seven strings was a challenge to me, especially because I was so in the rut of a six string. That's all right. that I had ever known. And it's funny because as the albums go, we've just gotten progressively lower tuned. Like okay. all of To Plant a Seeds and Drop D. Okay. And then on our second record, we started to go down to C and B. And our third record, we are an A sharp. And okay. now we're an F. And wow. So okay. it's, it's gotten substantially lower, you know? It, yeah. At this point, it, that's, it's almost knocked it. I've heard like corn like tunes there like amps to like subatomic levels so yeah when i when think they're live it's gonna like, be the lowest yeah hit, but um yeah i the new record anyone that that remotely even liked cold like war is gonna love the new stuff okay um i i think i really was able to get into a groove in terms of songwriting and piecing parts together that sound natural and flow so how close are we to the finished product um I don't know, because it's one of those things is once we get the finished product, it, I might sit down and be like, no, it's not good enough. Right, okay. Um, but definitely, definitely close. Like, okay. you know, we're going to put a CD out this year, for okay. sure. Yeah, um, and there's no title yet, right? No, 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 not yet. And, uh, but, I don't know, it's, it's also not a thing that I'm, like, rushing to get done. Right. right. It's like I want it to come out when it comes out, and... I want it to be everything I want it to be. Mm-hmm. So, we'll see. Okay. I have I have great feelings about it so far. Okay. But. And and probably the most important question of this entire interview: How did you get so into bowling? <laughs> God, I actually I have my bag in the bay right okay. down there. Um, so. Uh, every when back in the day, we did Warp Tour in 2011, 2013, 2015. 2011, we were they're like, hey, do you want to do this charity bowling tournament? We're like, sure. And honestly, like none of us were into bowling. We're all spouting like maybe a hundred average. Okay. Like, just throwing house balls and yeah, yeah. You know, you know, getting drunk and fucking off and yeah, yeah. That's what it is. And then we actually came in third place out of like 40 bands. Oh wow! Okay. In this bowling tournament, and so we all started to really get into bowling. And then on some random off day, the we went to a bowling alley, and the pro shop was like, oh, get your own ball and bag for whatever, and get it drilled, and it was like 100 bucks or something. Okay. And, you know, knowing nothing so about bowling. So would they fit it to your fingers? Yeah, we, and, okay. we all did that, and don't get me wrong, it was like a shitty bowling butt. Like, it wasn't okay. anything great. Right. But um, after that, I got home, and uh, I was just, I started 
really just getting into it. I was looking up on YouTube, like, how to actually be good at okay. something. Because I have this issue where I, I won't do something if I'm not good at it. Okay. Well, just, I mean, that's generally that how people work. Me, you right, know what I mean? Right, yeah. Like, there's very few things that I'll be like, oh, this is really fun, even you, though I'm bad. Right. Or so, you get into things when you find out you are good at yeah, yeah. So I started getting better. Uh, I got, you know, a different ball that was actually fitted to my hand the right way. And um, one of my longest friends from... Actually, probably the longest friendship I have, uh, he was in a... He's in a bowling league back home, just, like, uh, for fun league that meets Wednesday nights. He was like, hey, we got a spot open because one of our guys moved. Like, do you want to join? And I was like, yeah, of course. Yeah. And I was terrible. I My average was literally maybe, like, 125. Okay. Like, I was still not good, but at least I was, like, always breaking 100 kind right. of thing. And then, uh, yeah, I just got into it. I kept going, and... Um, as of now, we, my team back home is back-to-back champions, looking on becoming three-peats this okay. spring. Okay. Uh, I left, like, halfway into the season, and then when I get home from this tour, um, we got, like, two matches left, and then we'll okay. see. And, uh, yeah. So did the whole band continue to be that into it? or nope, was mostly just, just me. You? Okay. <laughs> yep. And, like, I've seen, because I was, like, I was going through your Twitter, and it was, like, almost every, like, third post. Oh, was, yeah. like, a bowling post. It's cool. And, like, now you got scores, like, 260-something, like... Yeah, I'm, like, I'm, do- I'm doing pretty well now. Uh, yeah, I average about 180, a little lower. I think yeah. right now it's, like, 178, which is... It's okay. I, w- yeah, you know, yeah. I wish it could be better, but... Uh, I still have yet to get the turkey. I really? Always, I always get... Like, I don't know what it is. Like, after that second strike... I always get Man. super nervous. Yeah. And, like, I'm in my own head. I was going to say, I just, I just like, set my personal best the other day when I had the front nine, nine in a row. Yeah, I saw that, and I was like, jeez. That was cool. I, st- I can't get that third one. I can't. But I'm, I'm talking, like, I bowl, like, once or twice a year. Oh, yeah. Know, like, it's fun because on off days, like, I'll always try to find a bowling alley. I was going to say, do you do that on tour, try and find a local every, bowling alley? Every off day, I try to find a bowling alley, and okay. then sometimes the band... The band still loves bowling. They just yeah, they're just not like passionate. Like so I so now do they get annoyed because you're so good oh no because like, they'll like they'll come with me and we'll just like drink and have okay, fun right. and you know it, it'll be great. So when's the next off day? Do you know where you're gonna be? The next off day is tomorrow. We play Montreal and then we have a day off after that in Montreal or wherever in you're gonna Massachusetts. be Massachusetts. Oh, okay, and so I will be finding a bowling. Alley okay, okay, and I will yeah, be throwing. They're not. I don't know. Too, oh, actually, there is a really. It's kind of like they're expensive here. Yeah. I okay. It up. So you probably found like, did you look at ballroom? Is that? I where? looked up a few. So I came on a little vacation to Toronto in January. Uh, okay. My girlfriend and I for Christmas, we didn't get each other presents. We just put money in towards a trip, like right, a right. little weekend That's retreat. Way better. <laughs> so yeah, so we got an Airbnb, and we came to Toronto for the weekend and just you know did all the things. And uh, we were looking up bowling alleys because uh, my girlfriend bowls with me. She has her own ball. Okay. And it was comparative to like Michigan prices. It was insane. But that's probably everything in Toronto compared but to everything also, in Michigan. <laughs> Michigan is like the bowling capital of North really? America. Like, there's more bowling alleys like per capita than okay. anywhere. Like where I live, I can count literally double-digit bowling alleys within 10 to 15 minute drive. Okay. Like they're everywhere. Okay. There, there's actually two bowling. Yeah, there's not alleys. a lot in Toronto. There's two bowling alleys within a mile of my house. Oh wow. Two different ones. Yeah, there's not a lot in Toronto. There's even the one like in my neighborhood closed, 
It was like a, a chain called Bolarama, and they yeah. were kind of like those like old school, really kind of sketchy looking oh, yeah. bowling alleys where you had to like literally go down an alley to oh, get yeah. to the bowling. Where alley. you have the weird guy that's just choking back cigarettes yeah. all day, <laughs> and it smells yeah. like cigarettes. You, you try know. to get a pair of shoes. You're like, can I get a ten? And he throws you a seven, and he's like, yeah. <laughs> put them on. I don't know what you want. Yeah. And there's a, but there is a place in Toronto. It's probably where you went or looked up. There's a place called Ballroom, mm-hmm. but it's almost like, it's like a chic bar that has yep. a bowling yeah, alley. It's not really about States. bowling. Yeah, it's they're just called there. Lucky Strike, and it's like, yes. and all those. It's always like pay by the hour, which is a scam. Yeah. If anyone's listening and wants to go with their friends, never pay by the hour. Okay. Because pay it's, by the game. Is yeah, that, okay. by the game. General rule of thumb: if you're like a casual bowler. Per bowler, it's going to take about 15 minutes per game. So if you have four people on a lane, it's it'll take you an hour to yeah. bowl one game. You'll go with your friends. You'll have six people on a lane. You'll yeah. bowl for an hour. You won't even get through a game. Yeah. Same with there's a, a really, like, cool bar Yeah. Uh, downtown that's, like, a table tennis bar, a ping mm-hmm. pong bar. That's sick. And it's, like, $70 an hour to play ping pong. That's crazy. That's absurd. So What's up, Gordon? Hey! Gordon just walked in. He does lights on our tour. I do. Gordon? So I hold my hands are dirty right now. So. Are you are you a bowler as well? Uh, <laughs> he, he always goes. I yeah, al- I always go. go. I go and bowl. Have you hit the turkey yet? I haven't. Hit no, me yet. neither. I can't no. do it either. I've been close. I've done. I've done two. two and then you get nervous yeah, on that I'm third one, like, right? Yeah. I get like the Flintstones. Like, on the same. <laughs> and then I do it, and then I gutter ball. I'm like, yeah, Gordon. but you'll see tonight. We have actually the coolest lights that we've ever done. Oh, cool! And awesome. Some, some video panels, all this crazy stuff, and uh, Gordon did all of it. Awesome. So awesome. looking forward to it, man. If if we look cool later, it's his fault. Uh, yeah, if we yeah. look bad later, it's probably my fault. Uh, but I'll also say blame it's his it fault. on Gordon. Yeah. All right. Of course. Well, uh, on that note, thank you. Thank you very much, Joshua, yeah, for course, coming man. on. And uh, have a great show tonight. And That's good it. luck on the tour. Cool. Man. Cool, man. The Adamantium. Thank you for tuning in to the Adamantium Podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, we'd absolutely love for you to subscribe to us on whichever platform you listen to your podcasts. I'd also love to see you on social media. You can follow on Instagram at The Adamantium, on Facebook at The Adamantium Podcast, and on Twitter at Adam R. Harrison. Thank you again so much for listening.